What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are... Johnny Morales. Chris Johnson. And Roger May. And if you've never heard us before, or if this is your first time listening to us, we are a review podcast. We review uh, the big two, Marvel and DC, one book from each of those guys each week, and we do an indie book this week. Uh, It's Dark Horse this time around, right? Yes. Rarity. Um, we're going to do some trivia. We'll do a graphic novel review. We got some questions this week, which are pretty good. So stick with us and let's see how all this goes tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with doing Marvel first. I believe it's the Avengers number two. Let me grab this by Mark Wade and Mike Del Mundo. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike of the world. I, I don't. There was nothing exciting about this book. I'm just going to start off with that. Uh, It's like you said earlier, it's a Kang story. Um, Apparently, Vision went back in time to kidnap Kang before he could become Kang the Conqueror, but that created a bunch of paradoxes and a bunch of bad stuff happens. And yeah, I I don't care. For me, the biggest problem I had with this was Mark Wade's dialogue. And the fact that Vision was the one that went back in time. Yeah, I don't think he would do that. Kang, that didn't make any sense for his character. I figured he'd be the one that would warn against doing something like that. So there was a lot of stuff in this book that I was kind of like, okay. And and you would figure after, like, well, you know, to us, decades of uh, people messing with time and it always going wrong. Like, oh, Vision's thinking, oh, I'm just going to go back in time and steal this guy. Like, really? That's. uh, It's not a good story plot it's not i mean granted it's the second issue yeah I mean, but but I, why would he do that yeah that's my that was the first thing i asked as i got into this and i read like the little uh the like, ca- you know the yeah the, the catch-up type thing where it informs you what's going on or what happened in the previous issue in the industry we call that a summary ah thank you <laughs> i like the fact that we have a professional on the show for once <laughs> I, I didn't read the summary I don't. I don't know that it would have helped that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I don't know. Reading that and then getting into everything, I was kind of like, okay, and I just didn't. Didn't. I don't know. It didn't grab me as most Marvel stories. I don't know. Do it, at the it, it feels like a story that shouldn't actually be, you know, told. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's just a story. <laughs> it's just a little filler story to me. It feels like that way. It's a filler story on the the top tier book yeah. in the second issue. I don't know. It 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 doesn't feel. Like, it, it's related – when anything is related to time uh, with me, it's like, okay, they'll go back in time and fix it. it it's it's pointless to me. I like how if you were in the Marvel Universe, you, you'd you see, like, Kang or Iron Lad or Amortis, whatever he's called. You see him messing something up, and your first thought is, somebody just call Cable and handle this. <laughs> cable, <laughs> cable seems to be able to go back in time and not mess it all up. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if this is supposed to be the book, like we were talking about this beforehand, if this is supposed to be the book that longtime Avengers readers are supposed to dig, there's something that's not matching up. I really like uh, Mike Del Mundo's art. I love his covers. I don't know if this is the book, um, but again, like. I don't know. I think Mark Wade's great. I thought it, the last volume of Avengers he did was really, really good. I think I part of it is I think I don't think either one of them are at fault. I feel like just as a reader, it's harder 
to jump in on a first issue, second issue, because I had one last year. If this were issue 634 or whatever they'd be at now, it would almost be easier to jump into. But it's not, I don't even dislike the story. It's as, I mean, there's only been a couple Kang stories I really like. Uh, but it's fine. And I think this issue is actually better than the last issue. Did you read the last one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like this story tells cleaner. Okay. Um, cause the first one gets a little out there. So if that's going to be the, like the classic book, I don't, there's, it's just not coming together. Yeah. I, I don't have, I, I like Mark Wade as a writer. Me too. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of stuff that he's done that. Birthright. That, Superman Birthright's yeah. one of my all-time um, favorites. It's great. This one, I, you know, I really think he's cashing a check on this one. I don't, it's, it, I mean, the story doesn't really do anything at all for me. It's another time travel story that, that Marvel has done and done and done again. I mean, Marvel's, Marvel's got more time travel stories now than they have ever in their, in their history. And this is after saying that they were, what somebody somebody had broken the well that was Bendis in Age of Ultron continue. right oh yeah, gosh right. <laughs> yeah so much of that book yeah. but with the with the young X Men stuck here how does all that make sense if Vision could go back in time no problem yeah I understand not all the X Men are on the best of terms with the Avengers but I'm pretty sure Vision had nothing to do with that <laughs> yeah. yeah I think there's another series out there that and then there's yeah and then there's <laughs> there's Cable Cable could easily take those kids back too and probably clean this mess up yeah actually they tried to send them back and the, the time stream wouldn't let them go back oh god right that, that was, was a thing. <laughs> that was a uh, bendis thing yeah, so that was a bendis thing. uh i agree with uh, you that um i don't feel like mike Domundo fits into the the story which is a shame because i love yeah, his work his his work is well, amazing i liked what roger said earlier it feels like he should be on like an indie book or something that it doesn't that even works. have to be an indie yeah. book like something smaller like he even was on electro before was he yeah and that was great it has, fit he, right has in. he been at marvel for a while I yeah i believe so yeah okay. he's got he has so much energy i'd love to see him on one of the younger books i feel okay. like he would he would kill on nova he would. Mm. That would no, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I, I think this, this guy should be drawing either Marvel Cosmic or Marvel Supernatural, not not you know an Avengers team right. or especially the fight scenes. They kind of look convoluted. You know, I wouldn't. Um, his 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 art, you know, it has a beautiful style to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does not fit this this book for me. I think it I think it was just a a, a wrong match that right. they put together. And plus the roster is a little weird for this particular Avengers story. Because, I mean, we got Vision, <coughs> uh, Sam Wilson, uh, Spider-Man, Wasp, and Hercules. Because the Iron Man is now oh, and, dead. And Thor. Right. Yeah, right. well. Iron oh. Man was on the previous. Spoilers, Matt. Yeah. Why won't they put Deadpool on a team? <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny Avengers? Right. Uh, I, I just yeah, dis- I dis- no, I know. It's sarcasm. Ugh. I disagree with you that it'd be easier to jump in at 634. And I know that they go crazy with the, all the new number ones. But I feel like if they stuck to just one number one for one 
a particular team or one particular writer, then that's the way it should work. I don't think with 634, I'm almost never, ever going to pick that up because I'm like, uh, I don't even know if this is the third part or the first part. I, I do like the number ones, but I don't think then they you're should. You're not a true comic kid. <laughs> sometimes no, he's just, sometimes he's in the just, past. He's just younger yeah. where they've adapted to this weird Netflix model of no, I'll just wait and then I'll get it all. Like my first issue of Uncanny X, my all-time favorite book, uh, the X-Men were in something called the Siege Perilous. It was 240-something. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what what was going on. I knew it was cool as hell, and I knew and I was going to And how old were you when you picked that one. up? I was eight. Exactly. See, same deal, dude. I was like 12 when I went to a spinner rack, and I was like, I don't care what number it's on. I just want Superman. Yeah. Well, so, I'm surrounded by old people, that's why. Um, but no. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, uh, I just, I feel like it, it, it's easier, you know, for new new people because you're right. It is the Netflix model. It is the people being lazy that uh, they don't want to go back and read the other stuff or um, because a new number one is easy for them. I just think that this, uh, also this number one or number two, whatever it is, it's just not a good story. So even if it was a 634 or a number fair. two, it still wouldn't catch my interest. The crazy thing is, though, like, you know how much more I would have liked the X-Men if I had a Wikipedia to go to? <laughs> I could have known what the hell that story was about. And like, oh, why does that Asian girl have a British accent? And then I look it up. The All right, cool. Lazy and then I'm like, but why does she only wear one piece bikini? Oh, there's no answer for that. <laughs> All right. Because it's cool. Because comics? <laughs> yeah, because comics. That's, that's that answer. seems to be the answer to a lot yeah. of these things. So, yeah. um, anybody else have any input on this particular issue, or do you want to do some star ratings? Just, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's better than the first one. I'm still going to read this whole storyline. Okay. I will. I want to know. Mark you, Wade's earned that. Yeah. Well, yes, but... I it, was going to... That's, you know, that's a fair point. That's, yeah. Uh, are you a Marvel guy or are you a DC guy or does it not matter? I love comic books, man. Just uh, all, just good stories in general, just comics? Yeah, I've never felt that loyalty, really. Okay. That's awesome. I, I wish I was that unbiased. <laughs> I wish so too, Jonathan. <laughs> I am really loyal to creators. Okay. Me, I, I am too, to a lot of my favorites. So, like, yeah. So, well, yeah, let's do some stars. Two stars. Out of what? Five. five. Out of five. Thank you. I'm going to give it three. I didn't think it was a stinker. I didn't think it was, it, it changed my mood. Mm. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Um, I really like the art. It just doesn't feel uh, like it should belong with the story. Two and a half for me too. It was just, uh, yeah. I, I see Mark Wade's name on it and I want it to be good. And that's, that's my thing. So it's a very average book. Then. Yeah. So. Yeah, overall, I thought it was pointless, <laughs> and I and uh, you know I, I hate it because I I'm a I I was a Marvel kid, you know I love Marvel I I you know I would have always chosen Marvel and not over, to get over any other too company. far off subject. Do you have a favorite Kang story? No, Charles Soule wrote a pretty good one like a year ago. In Inhumans, though. Yeah, in Inhumans, yeah. it was pretty good, though. What was that uh, Uncanny Avengers one? I heard that one was good. I've never really liked Kang as a as a villain. Yeah. 
What about uh, remember Avengers Forever? Mm. Uh, Carlos Pacheco and Kurt Busiek. No, I'm just saying, I was out of comics for that was killer about yeah. 20 years. There's Is a lot 90s? of stories that I haven't read. Yeah, 99, 2000. Okay. Maybe you should just give okay. uh, recommendations on what else to read besides yeah. this book. That's what our segment will be. Instead of what yeah. would you rather have viewed, it'll just be Chris's recommendations. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Am I re- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's yeah. great. Uh, Chris, go ahead and pitch us a uh, Dark Horse book. All right. I read Alien Defiance number seven. Um, I haven't read a ton of Aliens comics before. Uh, unless he was fighting either the Wild Storm characters or Batman. <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, <laughs> you read those, right? Everybody read those. The Superman one. Uh, yeah. Superman versus the and, Aliens. And if they wanted to throw Predator in there, yeah. I was going to read it twice. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I feel like not enough people are paying attention to this whole book. This series has been kick-ass top to bottom. Uh there haven't been a ton of fill-in artists. Uh, Tristan Jones is the regular artist. So this wasn't the main series artist on this? No, sir. Oh. So Stephen Thompson does a great job. Very, very similar. And I feel like when you see a fill-in artist that you don't automatically know is a fill-in artist, then... They're you, doing their job, right? You've got an editor who's on top of right. things. Um, I haven't read everything Brian Wood ever, has ever written. I've read a lot of it. And I feel like this is is right up there with DMZ and the massive stuff I really, really like. He wrote the massive? He, yes, he did. Oh, that's why I like this. He also, okay. he also wrote um, Star Wars for Dark Horse for a yeah, long time. Yeah, he did. Did he? Okay, yeah. Carlos Deanda. Nice. He wrote some X-Men for a little while. Yeah. Some Moon Knight. I recognize oh, the, the name, but I didn't yeah. The I didn't woman two X-Men two team, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is I've actually, okay, don't kill me, Jonathan. I've never seen any of the Alien movies. Of course not. Uh, what are you, what are you doing out of this? Because <laughs> they are, I mean, as much as people hype one. them. Uh-huh. Dude, a- number one is a classic. One, one and right. two yeah. are good movies. Okay, I'll watch those Tonight, two. Tonight, uh, lights uh, off, uh, put the daughter to sleep. Mm, just no, let, her, let her watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> let her watch it with you. <laughs> Scar some, that ha- child for have life. Have some spaghetti with She's her. She's pretty badass in her own way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never seen any of the movies, and I've never... Were you at least familiar with, like, I know, I know. Like the, what the Xenomorphs, Xenomorphs are, and, okay, okay. and you know, I was about to say it's enough of a pop culture. Right, right. To I, I played Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> there um, go. And I've never read any Aliens book either. It it made me really interested in the Aliens universe. And now that you guys are like saying like, go watch the movies, go watch the movies, I really want to do that. But I kind of want to go back and read the um, read the rest of these issues. Uh, I love the art. I didn't know that it was a fill-in artist, but. It, I really loved it, and and this this story is it's, it's great. I hadn't read any of the the aliens or predator stuff uh-huh. from Dark Horse. Um, I had heard that they were good. Um, so coming into this, I, I was I, I didn't have like super high expectations, but I expected like okay, I'm, this should be a good story. This was my favorite comic that we read this week. I got I think easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was it was so like I. I don't know. I didn't expect to be like, I need to go back and read all right, of these yeah. now, you know, kind of thing. And that's how it made me feel. I was like, I want to get in on this. If there's a trade, I just want to like get on the story. I and gotta, 
Go ahead. Oh, I got a little squeamish at some of the parts. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's definitely, oh, it's definitely a horror book. No yeah. surprise there. <laughs> I was like, it's, oh man. But I see, it see stays this. true to the, it stays true to the yeah. feel of the that movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I kind of dug about. I was like, dang, they're not now, pulling punches with now, this. Now, is this connected to like the the fire and I forgot what it was no. called. No, it's not connected. Fire to Fire like, and the, Stone, right? That's Prometheus. Well, that's it was all of them. Prometheus, yeah. Predator. It was and like the storyline aliens, like Pro- a few hundred years or something. Oh, okay. So, um, so this is like a standalone. You type just of need thing. to read this. Okay. Sweet. And Even so, better. yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, where normally I. I can recall a lot more of these things. I started playing the game. This, the first two issues, inspired me enough to go out and buy that last game on oh, Xbox One. I think it's yeah. Alien Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. yeah, I heard it's amazing. I heard it's good. I heard it's extremely hard. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a strategy game. Maybe? No, it's, it's, it, it's kind of like yeah, it's a survival it's horror. Like There's only one horror. alien yeah. in that game, and mm-hmm. it kind of. If well, you get caught, much, you're dead. Yeah, it's basically. very much like the, the original movie, which is anyway, really cool. Tangent. Yeah. yeah. What, what did <laughs> you think, Roger? I, you know, I was completely caught off guard by this book, and and I think probably the biggest reason is because I haven't. Um, a, a couple years ago, uh, Dark Horse Comics lost the Star Wars mm-hmm. franchise to Marvel, and their their initial response, um, you know, leading up to the transition you know, post star Wars for them was to really just throw, throw everything at the wall and, and see what stuck. And yeah. I, and I don't star think Wars was a large chunk of big dark chunk. horses, yeah. uh, titles. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I, I think I got turned off, you know, I, I just wasn't reading much dark horse at all. Yeah. And, and I haven't to this day, I think this is the first dark horse book that I've read, Probably this year. No, I, I hate to say. Oh, yeah. Serenity. And I Sorry. think you mentioned those Tomb Raider books were good too. Right? Uh, that's the, the original Jonathan. Tomb Raider was good. Yeah. Um, the 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 one Dark Horse series that I followed all the way to the end was Mind Management. That's oh, what I was going to yeah. say right now. And then and then after that, it's kind of been like whenever they do a Serenity miniseries, I jump on that. Yeah. And then whenever. Um, something catches my eye so but um this this was this was fascinating because it was issue number seven i was uh, you know i was like well you know we'll we'll see and i I think it was it was once again nearly a perfect comic because you didn't have to know what came before you had this self-contained story within these pages that took you on this journey and you didn't have a whole lot of questions coming in except maybe well, and even it answered that because mm-hmm. there's this one page with five panels that says what happened before, and it's just images to load into your mind yeah. that okay, yeah, this 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 lady got, you know, a face hugger on her, <laughs> and impregnated with an alien. So, and then it's it's you know the story of them dealing with it and mm-hmm. and it growing inside her and what they decide to do, um, and it. Uh, I'm with you, Johnny. It made me want to go back and read all of the issues that came before. It definitely makes me want to read the next issues that are coming out. But it was it was a wonderfully contained story that was exceptionally well written, and the art is fantastic. You know, I mean, it's not it's not the greatest art, but it fits it this fits. book perfectly. Yeah. And and I would love to see the the, the regular artist. Yeah. 
It's very uh, similar. And, and the because I mean it's it, it's good, and I I loved everything about it. Is this since you're you're somewhat current on this, right? You said I am. Okay. Is this this connects to the overarching story, right? This isn't like a one shot in the middle because they yeah got yeah. The, okay. Now yeah. see, I don't know if this guy is taking over the book, um, or if he's just filling in, but he's similar enough to to Tristan Jones that where it wouldn't be jarring. Not at all. Mm-hmm. When I first flipped through it, I knew it was different, mm-hmm. but it it's very very similar. Right. Um. I love the kind of coloring because he uses these um, grayish uh, colors for, you know, because obviously they're in space yep. and there's a lot of metal. And then when they're doing the operation to get that. Um, the eight, red's very vibrant. The red is just popping out. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to see this. Yeah. So props <laughs> to uh, props to the colorist, Dan Jackson. Yeah. For this. So anything else? I love this book. Yeah, I thought I think it's I think it's a great issue in a great series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if you guys are just uh, mildly curious, just pick up this issue. I don't think you guys would be lost if you no, just it's, started it's here. For what makes me happy is that this isn't like an in between or uh, a reprieve from anything. That it's a good self-contained story to get you up to speed and takes you on this journey, like you said. But according it's just, to Chris, like it connects to everything else before it so that's that's good writing yeah right well and for me i think we we were talking about this in the last couple of weeks i think that you know that's something that it's the job of the writer you know to do that to be able to tell you a story and not not make you feel lost within that story that you can cover the ground either through the dialogue or the exposition or or the artwork you know to convey uh what's come before you know and just just to kind of give you a, a, a brief overview and, and let you feel at home with the story that you're reading at the same time. And this is perfect. I would it, it's near near perfect. I would I would give it four and a half stars. It's got a great cover too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we're doing star, yep. star ratings now. Uh, I would give it a four and a half as well. I, I love this this book. I really want to read more. Solid four. Nothing being perfect. That's it's a great book. Yep. Four and a half for me. Cool. Cool. Sweet. All right, let's go to DC. Do we have to? <laughs> that's that's a whole lot of uh, <laughs> my sentiment over this entire week. Really, you're yeah. DC lover over there, dude. This was not, I. I'm not afraid to say like what's not a good book over there, and I, I've said it about Nightwing, mm. and uh, I'm hoping Chris is right. Nightwing's getting better. Okay, I have to check it out. But this one. So this God, is, it was bad. There are bo- there are books I don't like, by the way. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. Here's, here's the wind up. Yeah. All right, so here's yeah. a cyborg number six um, by John Semper Jr. and Will Conrad. Um, this is a story about uh, this girl that gets uh, bombed in Iraq and uh, to save her life. Cyborg gets a girlfriend. Yeah, that's so. the that's the and then she betrays him. Spoilers. Watch out. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. That's the entirety of the book right there. And I could tell you that from the cover. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I, anybody could see that coming. I don't understand why they did it in the same issue. They basically introduced yeah. her, her to him. And they Not fall, only do they introduce her in the same issue, they Cyborg, in trains, Cyborg trains her in the same issue. They hook up in the same issue. Yeah. They, she betrays him in the same they issue. They literally hook up. They yeah. Inter- Interface. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. (laughs) I don't know, man. I look. Where did you put it? Interface. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> How you gonna censor that? I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that was awesome. Go ahead and just take it from there, Chris. Uh, I was happy that Will Conrad's making books. I know he's always working. I like him best at DC. He did some cool Marvel stuff when he was on Secret Avengers, I think. Um, and not to put anybody else down, this book has never looked better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if it's j- I just have something against Cyborg where he's only interesting to me if Beast Boy's around. Yeah, but this book continues to do nothing for me and he was cyborg was very whiny in this book has it has he been has I didn't he like always the, been I, I didn't whiny? like the dialogue at all in this. Like, I liked uh, look this. cyborg's a great team character I I look there's too much self-loathing he is sounds he like a, a great member for the Justice League no he, he is you. if Jeff Johns writes him well that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> I know, but see, but but the thing is, is like John's, I think, gets how to write characters that you don't necessarily care about and make you care about them, yeah. and he juxtaposes them with other characters that you care about. So, so this book has no one that you care about. Yeah, this book literally has no one. That, see, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to like just lump. Tear it up. Yeah, I'll like do it. You, bunch you of don't do it on often. it, but. I liked I liked what Johns was doing when he kind of had Shazam and Cyborg hanging out in the Justice League because they were you know teenagers or whatever and, and they're kind of like the B tier out of the whole team. Yeah. Is he still a teenager? <laughs> He's he supposed like... to be. Well, yeah, there was that play that he was kind of doing where it was very similar to Booster what Mor- no what Morrison used to do oh. when um, with uh, Wally and Kyle during his JLA run. Yeah, where it was like the two new kids would kind of pair off. Because yeah. they didn't, they, I they thought weren't legends. Mr. Golden, Blue Beetle, like that kind of buddy relationship a little bit when when I was mm-hmm. reading it, but but that's a, yeah, I like that a little bit more. The new kids kind of coming in and and whatnot, but uh, yeah, this just I read the Rebirth issue and I was like, okay, was the art good in this? Yeah, art, yeah, the art's very mm-hmm. good. The yeah, art's good. I, I like the art. Okay, well. he's a guy who started out as an inker too. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Wow. I um. Know. Awesome. Do you, uh, who oh, did you hear taking you the next step. Is there anybody? No, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember off the top of my head anymore. Yeah, I've, I've got no problems with the Does art it, in this book. The first problem that I had with it, I think, was was this girl's name deciding to call herself Variant, and I just, I mean, I groaned. Your, yeah, I rolled your Oh eyes. my god! So everybody uh, could be burned out on her before did, they even meet her. Right. <laughs> Does she have many forms? It's no. a good thing she's not a Marvel character because I don't want to re- have to read 400 cyborg issues just to <laughs> read the one variant issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, will. I, I will complain about that forever. I don't. Yeah. I'll save it for later. We'll have time. Okay. The we'll inking's time. really nice. So well, it's one guy digital. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this. <sighs> Nothing. Yeah, I, it did nothing for me. I was it, the, the it was predictable as you're reading it. Dialogue was hokey. Um, I think it, I think it's one of the DC books that is is pretty uninspired. I think that DC said they want they want a cyborg book in their lineup to to keep you know diversity at the forefront, and 
you know they they picked a guy to write it and he says okay and he's going to cash his checks yeah. And, yeah but you know what but they've got i mean the, you, they do have the right artist if you book. look there's a handful of guys at boom that could write the hell out of this book like if you wanted to make a cyborg book about something look at hacktivist mm. if you yeah. took if you took the hacktivist well, guys some, but hacktivist is written by uh, what's her face god really Okay. Alyssa Milano yes. came up with it. Okay. She has somebody else go She for She it. has and story credit. I mean, uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, but Jackson Lansing and, and Colin Kelly write that book. And smart guys, but that, that book is about youth. It's about how uh, youth interacts with technology and how to change the world with that. That's probably what a cyborg book should be yeah. about. Sounds mm. like a great cyborg story. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. But yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's I feel like I don't know. I don't know what else this writer's done. So Neither do I. I, 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 I he I think this is this might be his first big two title because yeah. mm. I don't remember seeing him at Marvel or DC recently. Uh, well, I, I think guys at Valiant too. Was he? I mean, you, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm just saying guys oh. guys that could write this book. Um, any of the, any of the guys writing at Valiant? Yeah, I think there's only one page that got me really excited in, in this book, and that was the ad for Justice League versus <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Does that? Well, I guess it counts. It's in the book. I don't think it's versus. It's just Justice yeah, League. Yeah, no, I, Justice I, League I, I Power Rangers. My yeah. apologies. Do you think part of why this book fails is that it would almost be more fun if the book was worse? Because it's not even yeah. a, it's not even a horrible book. Yeah. No, it's trying to be good. It's yeah, and it's trying. It if it was worse, if they just played on the fact that like I'm just gonna make this like groaner bad, then it might be like you you could get like some enjoyment out of it. Oh, it, Silly was, it was close. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> but I don't know. It just I yeah, it didn't do it for me. This is one of those DC books where I was just like, this is terrible. Yeah, stars just stop. The, yeah, the previous run was that any good? Uh, it was written by someone else. Um, it was a. Uh, he he wrote Shaft. <laughs> Chris is uh, nodding and said no. Ivan Reyes was on it, okay. which cool. great, yeah, but great artist. But yeah, once again, you're not stars. And I think it was like five issues before they ended up canceling it anyway. So right. anyway, let's yeah, let's just do stars. Let's just get it out of the <laughs> God, way. Everybody's so like down on this book. It was uh, terrible. Yeah, I give it a one. And I a actually half. thought Avengers was worse. You, you you thought Avengers was worse? Yeah, I liked Avengers more than this. Because I was gonna I was gonna come in at two and a half stars on this one, and I because I actually with Avengers I don't I think it was written equally as bad, and for Mark Wade, uh, you know, for yeah. being seasoned. and for the art, and because I thought that the storytelling and the art matched up better in this one. I mean, the art's just really really good, mm-hmm. and it fits the character. And and the story that they want to tell in Avengers, I didn't I didn't think that was the case, but only I mean only a half a star better. Hmm. So two. Um, so how would you how would you like it if Will Conrad drew Avengers? <laughs> they switched artists. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'd like the uh, with Del Mundo on Cyborg. I don't know yeah. if Del Mundo would do a good Cyborg. Maybe I, no, I, no, he's, I, he's got I, energy. He, I would he, I think I would be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to see it. I would want a different colorist. On Del yes. Mundo? Huh? On Del Mundo? Yeah. He did the coloring. He colors himself. Yeah. Okay. Get higher in colors. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a different palette. Yeah. Yeah, he uses reds a lot. The reds and pinks. And, yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. 
What was what's uh, your rating, Chris? I'll give it a two. It was it's a beautifully drawn book. Yeah. But again, it's it's a character I I just can't yeah. find any love for. Uh, I give it a one and a half. The only cyborg wow. is in that Teen Titans um, show. <laughs> That's my cy- cyborg. I'm going to give it a two also. Um, I'm kind of in your boat. I, I'm having a hard time finding love for him. I like him when he's on a team and he's kind of in the background doing stuff. I don't like him solo. It, he, I believe he says booyah in this issue and it just... Call back to Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah, it didn't feel genuine. I was like, you shouldn't be saying that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. Well, what would you guys have rather reviewed and in place of what? I don't know, man. I have to check. I It's a Superman week, so that's easy. I, it's easy for me to say, so I'm going to say something different. Hands down, Superman has the best cover of any book this week. Yeah. <laughs> the Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. That Frankenstein cover. Doug Mankey. Hot. Yeah. I think every Superman cover from every issue in that series is the best cover of the week. But uh, well, Aquaman, gonna, Aquaman always has good covers. Also, oh, yeah. oh man, Brad Walker. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna say I would have swapped out Cyborg for even though it's Superman week, Death of Hawkman. Oh, is that the number four? Mm-hmm. Number three, three, I think, three. is what it is. The new one because I read the. I think I read the first two, the first two or three, whatever the first handful yeah. were. It's actually a good story. Oh. I'm yeah. enjoying. I've heard it. it's good. It's weird enough that you've got you know. Adam Strange and Hawkman on Ran. I don't know why I love Adam Strange so much. Yeah, but he's just he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. No. I Zeta agree. beams. You know all that stuff. So that's a, that's been a fun book. I like the artist on that book. Um, so yeah, I I would have reviewed that this week because I don't think uh, we've given that book any love. Uh, you know a book I love, and I think I don't know if people who weren't reading comics in the '90s feel the same way. I love Clone Conspiracy. I feel like the Amazing Spider-Man issues have been super strong during Clone Conspiracy. So long as you understand, Clone Conspiracy is the main is, wa- right. Spider-Man yeah. book while it's out. Uh, but I really, really like Clone Conspiracy. So would you have swapped out Avengers for that? I would swap that book out with almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slap, slapstick. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Let's talk about slapstick. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So here's the thing. This will give you time to think, Johnny. Yeah. No, I, I got it. <laughs> Slapstick is a character nobody asked for. Right. And the people who even know who he was would beg and plead to never see a, another yep. limited series from him again. Because he's actually an older character, right? It's not brand he's new. He's from the 90s, yeah. 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 Uh, and when I was in 6th or 7th grade, I thought it was fun that there was a cartoon character in the Marvel Universe. I, and when he first appeared in Deadpool... I was like, oh, look at Slapstick. Nobody was, wants him to have a book, man. Was that, <laughs> Nobody was, wants him to have a was book. Was that Mark's for Money? Is that when he first showed up in Deadpool, or was it before It that? was before that when he first put the Mercs together. Yeah. yeah. And then they well, because Marvel got, Marvel got the bright idea to give all of the Mercs for Money, like Full Killer, Slapstick. Solo. 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 All Solo All giving them solo books. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. As much as I don't like those books, if they were going to hire me to draw one, I would jump at it. So I feel bad for these creators. But at the same time, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, I don't know how they were in a meeting and somebody was like, you know what we could really use with the lines missing? Slapstick. (laughs) Slapstick. A solo book. Remember how cool Eric Larson (laughs) drew him 25 years ago? (laughs) Let's give him a book. Hey, what's Let's, he all about? 
We need one more ginger in the book. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I want to come back to this. Let's see because this is this is going to be fun at the end of the show. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> one, it'll kind of lead into to one of our questions yeah. this week too. Um, Johnny, what would uh, for DC Wonder Woman seventy seven meets the Bionic Woman? That could have been fun. And yeah. uh, you would, uh, is that a DC book? It's DC and Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, it's got both. Uh, yeah. Co-published. Okay. Okay. And for um, Marvel, I don't know, unworthy Thor, I guess. I would have probably swapped out if I was going to swap out Avengers. I'm glad I read Avengers just I'm to not. get a taste of of what <laughs> they're doing, and then just be like, uh. yeah. I mean, once again, it's Mark Wade, and I, I do. Have Did you read Unworthy Thor last month? I read. Was it the first issue? Or yeah. The second? yeah. 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 We, we read it. Ooh, yeah. that. I don't know what you guys thought. I loved that book. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I dug it. Yeah. No, it, it we gave it, it. I think it, four and a half, five stars. Yeah. It, it was all. It was all. It was really highly rated, and Koy it, Pell, it really man. kind of. Koy Koy yeah, I, dude, I love that guy's art, and and it was it kind of harkened back to, um, Aaron's work on God Butcher and God Bomb. <sighs> you yeah. know, it mm-hmm. just kind of had this feel like, this is this is gonna this is gonna be big. It's gonna be an epic, you know, uh, story. Yeah, it, he's just. Really well written. I would have. I would. I'm with Chris. I would have changed uh, Avengers out for Clone Conspiracy. Clone Conspiracy. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Sweet. All right. Cool. Let's do some trivia. So oh, it's yeah. uh, it's trivia time. We're gonna have some Marvel trivia because we've got uh, Secret Invasion that we're gonna review here. Oh, in you just spoil a it. Shh. Hey, we say the, the week before. I know. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this time. Our guest Chris is going to throw trivia at us because we couldn't come up with anything good. Speak for yourself. (laughs) To be fair. What trivia? What trivia? (laughs) I was going to come up with some more questions. And then uh, I've only done one other podcast before. And in that one, uh, I guess I I didn't say anything. And so in this one, I feel like I'm talking way too much. No, no, no. Talk um, more. Talk more. Yeah, so... First off, I read I read this whole series over again with a big smile on my face. Uh, I really missed the characters acting like the characters I know. Yeah. Um, God, amen. <laughs> I feel like uh, I I love Lionel Yu. Oh um, yes, I've so loved good. that guy from the beginning, and I love to see what he keeps turning into. Yeah. Uh, so this was like a good touch point where like oh yeah I he, he did a couple of star wars issues recently yeah oh man yes yeah. so yeah, good the princess leia issues yeah. yeah so uh question in secret invasion hawkeye is wearing the ronin costume who was wearing the ronin costume before hawkeye started wearing it ronin <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I don't know. Uh, Catherine I, I need to ask you a question, though, because... A qualifier? Yeah. No, that's yeah, serious I, I need police officer. This, this is like on. a 20... Uh, <laughs> this he is going to be kind he of does. a, a 20 questions thing. Young man. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I need a lamp. <laughs> you know, shine it over Chris. Uh, was it a female? <laughs> that, that it might have been. Oh, yeah, that like, um, cuts was. the answers in half by Because I'm pretty sure. I I want to say it was Electra. It was not Electra. No. Was it the female Hawkeye? But it what was, was her name? Female. It was Kate not. Bishop. No. It was Bishop. Oh, dang it! That was. You're gonna be so bummed when I tell you. Oh great! Yeah. That I that I made up it? this whole question. You got it right. And nobody no. was Hawkeye. No. Nobody. No. Nobody was Hawkeye. No wait. Nobody was Ronan. Right. right? Yeah, no. 
So Wait, who was no, it? I read this because it was. I mean, it was a whole new Avengers story arc. Mm-hmm. Where they were trying the whole thing was about what did this person? But was? I was thinking that it was. I was thinking that it was a woman because. When, when they go ahead and answer because this. When, when they did the reveal, I, I was like, him, "I want to hear his work." But she looks so buff. Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Walters. No, <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm at a loss. I can't, I can't remember. It was a character that they haven't touched and they ought to touch. I don't know why they haven't. So I'm assuming something happened at some point that I didn't, I didn't read. It was Echo. Yeah. I would have never gotten that. Oh, yeah, from the a, Daredevil universe. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. I think she came back in the Daredevil annual. There was like I thought she was on the cover recently. She's been in she was in a recent book. I can't yeah. I can't recall which well, one. I'm it glad was. she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, not dead. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Next. I know I'm not gonna get any of these. My Marvel yeah. my Marvel knowledge <laughs> is nowhere near my DC. Was that in the nineties? What? Oh, no, that was uh, like 2006. Four. Mm. Yeah, 2004 to 2006. Sometimes I forget how long I've been doing this. (laughs) Chris, buy another one, man. (laughs) He's smirking. I realized something that I said 20 minutes ago. I was like, yeah, I guess that was pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Interface. Interface. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... This just got real juvenile real quick. <laughs> Any day now. No, I, I got, I got it. Was, it was he's, the formu- one. he's formulating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we could we could do that. Yeah. So in the in the big scroll story before Secret Invasion, one of the X Men died, and on the autopsy table, it's revealed that that X Men was a scroll. Uh which means they didn't know where that X person was. Who was who was the X Men? Who was it? I'm gonna go with Colossus. Keep going. Nightcrawler. No. Dang. Iceman. No. <laughs> was it a dude? Yep. Okay. Gambit. It was Wolverine. Was oh. it? Wolverine dies and uh, how again? <laughs> Oh, wait, I don't. This I don't well, the funniest thing is, I don't remember how he died. Yeah, so I think it takes it, a lot I, to kill him. Uh, but I don't think it did. That's the thing is that he died, and I were like, "Oh, okay." And then um, just, oh, okay. <laughs> That's weird. It was, <laughs> it was uh, late late nineties, maybe early two thousands, and and uh, the book was drawn by Alan Davis and Adam Kubert, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So they he's on the operating table, and they're they're doing an autopsy. And they cut him open, and he reverts, and all of a sudden he's a scroll again. So then it leads into this whole other story of where the hell is Wolverine? Interesting. And in the meantime, that's when Wolverine became a Horseman of Apocalypse. Oh, oh that makes okay. sense. Cool. Cool. Awesome. But what uh, we have a viewer question too, right? A viewer question. Yes. Yeah, one for the viewers. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, we have viewers. I got this. I got this. Listeners, listener questions. Listener questions. Listeners. Listeners. Sorry, viewers. you know. Well, to the Same podcast thing. on you know yeah. right. those are fine. We know they're not listener. viewers. Um, question. Okay, for all you listeners out there, if you want to win a copy of Secret Invasion or uh, the comics pick that Secret we reviewed Invasion. this week, whoever whoever gets this first, yeah. <laughs> just I don't know, pick man. Secret Invasion. Um, Okay, answer this question and then uh, reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can call me at the shop, uh, whatever whatever you prefer. Uh, first one gets their choice. Second gets the 
the leftovers. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, in the in one of the uh, well, it was the first um, uh, interaction between the Fantastic Four and the Scrolls when when that first went down. What back in the sixties? Um, Reed Richards uh, beat the Scrolls. There were three of them, and he beat them by. Uh, tricking them into transforming into an animal. What animal did they turn into? <gasps> no, I just remembered a, a weird thing <laughs> <laughs> about like scrolls about that story. So I can't, I can't. Don't say anything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember this really cool thing that I can't tell you anything about. All right, so get it, Roger. If you want one of these, trust me, you want Secret Invasion. Yeah. Just. Buy the one good book that we reviewed this week. <laughs> um, so yeah, Secret Invasion. Roger, pitch it. Embrace change. <laughs> yeah. Man, those, those the um, yeah the the premise for this story is that uh, you know um, the the heroes of the Marvel universe find out that scrolls who are uh, shape shifting aliens um, have have been impersonating or are currently impersonating other heroes and they don't know who's a scroll and who's not. Um, and meanwhile, the scrolls are planning this massive invasion to take over the earth. Um, this was such a good book. I, I love, well, I love, I love seven eighths of this book. <laughs> the, the last we, issue. We we'll, talked we'll, a little bit about this yeah. yesterday morning. Um, <clears throat> I have, I remember, you know, I read this, this story a long time ago and I remember loving the story and I, I was really bothered by the ending. Okay. Um, but in in the weeks and months following Secret Invasion, I I really kind of gave the the ending to this book a pass because what it set up in the Marvel universe it set up the Dark Reign period where Norman Osborn was um, the head of everything Shield Avengers Hammer. Thunderbolts Hammer he he controlled everything and uh and that was really cool and you had you know all the heroes who were kind of on the outside and you know yeah, Tony Stark takes the blame in this which is yeah. why Osborn yeah. kind of gets handed what the keys a, what to a the total work of fantasy that you would just give all <laughs> the might of the country right to a super shady businessman right there's <laughs> comics <laughs> right it's comics are always telling something us. like that it's can never is, happen right there's, <laughs> there's there, it's not real it's just a story right Tell you know me you know what norman osborne never did he never grabbed people <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he, he never grabbed anyone like that norman osborne oh god um one of the things that we, we talked about this this briefly a minute ago, and that's Lionel Yu's art. Mm -hmm. um, it got it so beautiful. I mean, I you know the the first time I saw Lionel Yu's art, I was I was kind of taken back. It's it's there's a, a I don't want to say scratchiness, but there there's an edginess to it 
and a sensuality at the same time. And he's he's completely unique in in his style, I think. And I and I I love 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 his art. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read his his Wolverine issues in the nineties? <laughs> I thought we covered that. I was I was MIA. Oh, you were out, out. Yeah, he I had was, wee little uh, ones. He was the cool thing about him is like especially those early issues. You can go back and see. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not positive I'm pretty sure he was in a studio with Will Spartacchio and he was studying with him so when you see those you can definitely tell the guy's gonna be his own dude but he's very heavily influenced by that stuff and then I mean for the first he must have been young in the first I remember like year or two Every issue he had had like a Weezer reference, <laughs> uh, but he's he's the one thing I, I love about that guy is that he he's constantly evolving, he's constantly changing, he's pushing, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I always like it. I always like his work. Yeah, Marvel's had him forever too. Like they're lucky. He's such a good artist. He was at well because he was. You said he was at Marvel in the nineties doing Wolverine. He had started at Marvel. Yeah. He, he did um, Birthright with DC before Birthright. I think he did. Uh, he did this really cool um, cyberpunk story that uh, it's gonna kill me because I want to keep calling it Tokyo Ghost. But it's but it's it was very. It was very similar in same theme, vein. okay, but not in not the same book. Uh, he did that, and then he did Birthright, and then he was burned out for a while. He thought he thought it was over, and then he came back to Marvel. Yeah, he did a Millar book too. He did uh, Superior. He did two Millar books. Did the, he? Yeah. yeah, he did uh, oh, Super he... Crooks too. Yep, that's right. Forgot about that. And I think now he only writes for Marvel. Yeah, I think so. they tied him down. Yeah, exclusive he's got to have an exclusive contract. I haven't seen anything from him in a while, though. Out of the friggin' ninety plus, he books does like levels. annual. You know what? No, he's got. He's doing the first issue, the first proper issue of Inhumans vs. X Men. Oh yeah, he is. He's, he's doing one, two, four, and five or something. something okay, like that, yeah, yeah. This dude's an encyclopedia. He's crazy yeah. good. Well, I. Are you talking about me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I, I manage a shop and I draw yeah, comics. Like, That's <laughs> all I do. He's also doing an issue of the uh, Monsters Unleashed. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And probably for Steve McNiven's break, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, McNiven's another good one. Yeah. <sighs> those are those are the Marvel artists that I really like. McNiven, you. Ask him uh, a question about comics. Another oh, thing. We, we'll oh, get to that. You know what else I liked about uh, Secret Invasion? Yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> Nick yeah. Fury being cool Nick Fury. Because I read that and I was like, man, you know how cool it would, would be to have – like the uh, like an all new all different Avengers book yes. with that young team like w- that's currently in Champions if they had a Professor X type that was the original Nick Fury yep that would be so cool I would love to see Nick Fury just even if he's even if we just go okay he's the last life model decoy but he's busy he's chained yeah. to the moon he's on the wall where did he just no, show up no. I saw him in oh he's in uh, he's the watcher now uh, yeah. Scarlet uh, um, Black Widow oh Okay. Is he really? Yeah, he, he's they, he's he te- he's teased in the last page of the oh newest black last on the moon. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think oh, I Black saw Widow. That. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. 
Because they're like, they're like, oh well, nobody knows the answer to that. And she's like, I know somebody who knows everything. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Based on that pitch alone, I'd read it. I felt mm-hmm. like I was missing a lot of um, parts to the story uh, of uh, Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion? Yeah. yeah, there's a large Avengers run up to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that, and I think that's why I'm missing so much. Like I know, like they find uh, Elektra and she's a scroll, and that's how they find out about the invasion. Um, but I felt like there was just some missing parts that I, that I that I felt like I needed to have. Well, I mean, the the only part that really made me feel that way, and but I had read, uh, you know, these at that time was, uh, you know, because I found myself going, oh right, Norman mm-hmm. Osborn is leading the Thunderbolts, with you know the rest of his you know, little villain crew, uh, Venom yeah. and. And whoever His else. Avenger team, quote but unquote. so there was, you know, the 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 status quo of the Marvel universe at the time. You know, who's who's in what position and everything. I could see where, you know, who's this Ronan character? Why is Clint Barton in black? Um, <laughs> I forgot about what a big deal the it, hood was. Yeah, yeah the hood. I know, Man, the right? hood was good, especially back then. Yeah, <laughs> and he's kind of hanging out, waiting for his his time to make his move. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, uh, so I mean, I, yeah, I I get that. And with, I, I was that uh, Bucky Cat in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bucky Cat. Yeah. Um, yeah, the best cat. Because in this this story <laughs> this story was done um, after the death of Cap, and right after the return of Thor. I think oh, because yeah. because in this Ragnarok in this story, yeah. no, um, at the start of J. Michael Straczynski's yeah. Thor when he had come back. Um, and, and was restoring Asgard because he tells Tony in this book too, you know, I don't ever, ever talk to me again, or I'll never be on a team with you again. <laughs> that lasted long. Um, yeah. <laughs> but oh, look, it's Stephen Colbert. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. <laughs> hey, okay, so I'm trying to remember. This book came out in what 2006? 2008. No, it no, would it would be, be 2008. Right there's a media page. 2007 Civil War. Yeah. So 2008. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense then. Thank you. Because okay. I was flipping through that media page. Barack Obama? Yeah. And I saw Obama and I was like, Obama? <laughs> How did you get in there? <laughs> yeah, so this book is, uh, I believe this book is 2008 because uh, yeah. Civil War was 2007. Yeah, so it was probably like fall, the fall event for 2008. So there was yeah. something that I was going to say. And A I lot of dialogue. Like you want one of the things that I really like about Lionel's art too, or that just it just always, yeah, um, his eyes. Lionel's. I'm always yeah. yeah. The detail. Lionel used art. I'm for every panel, you know, for any one of his characters, I'm drawn to the eyes Mm -hmm. first, and that's he's the only artist that that I can think of. Oh, I thought that that I do that with. So. I think he knows how to make his characters emote very well. I, I thought you were talking about Lionel's actual eyes. No, he, his characters are very differentiated, unlike a lot of artists kind of draw the same face, a few details, you know? I, I don't like the embrace change uh, pictures. They're weird, oh, man. Dude, that was, that was such so a great, great campaign yeah. at you the time. You should explain what those are. Yeah, well, Marvel the the the, the whole lead up to Secret Invasion was you know get ready you know who do you trust like a year and a half you know, of it it was yeah. a long time by the time Electra by the time when Electra died to Secret Invasion yeah yeah um, they would they would 
slip these little ads in with the people and you would always have you know like the little scroll kid hey, eating ice cream with uh, the the regular kids and and they kept doing this and Bryce Change and they I mean they really I mean they laid, laid the groundwork for this story for a long time and they were just kind of always planting seeds in the back of your head and one of the coolest things that they've done and I haven't seen Marvel do a cool thing in, in a couple of years <laughs> But on the the day, and I, look, I'm not a variant guy. You guys know that. I, I I could I could give a crap about about you know all the variants. But one of the cool things that they did with the covers when when these books launched is there were random inserted variant covers into to every Secret Invasion book that was coming out, whether it was Ms. Marvel or Thunderbolts or the Secret Invasion title, where the regular cover uh, was changed out with. Uh, a scroll version of that character and they were just randomly inserted it wasn't like nobody knew it was going to happen they just came they just came almost like like, a ghost variant it's like it it wasn't like a one in ten or anything like yeah no well no it was it was a random insert so some of them were i think were like one in ten some of them were like one in 25 you know and i'm not a variant guy but that was just a really cool that is cool really cool thing because i remember flipping you know through the comics and you know, checking them and it was like what is what this is marvel's a scroll <laughs> so That's that was really, really cool. cool i'm not a variant guy but i thought i thought their marketing strategies for them, they did a lot of really cool marketing things back in the in the mid 2000s under, under joe casada's eight leadership years ago. i so, thought I will say I thought um, there was a lead up into Secret Evasion that was actually had a really cool storyline, which was the Venom Bomb, where like all the Avengers were fighting throughout New York when everyone was turning into a symbiote. Oh, that was in uh, Mighty Avengers. Yeah, but it was, was kind of tied to the pre prelude to Secret Invasion. I thought that was a really that cool was in, idea. Yeah, it was in New Avengers yeah. too. Because yeah. remember that remember that Wolverine cover by you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Wolverine Venom cover yeah. that brought out he, everybody's inner twelve-year-old of just like. It was solicited as Secret Invasion, but it was like the thing that happened right before it. Yeah, and I thought that was a really cool story. Yeah, that. that so, uh, so three things real quick. Can anybody explain why Skrulls and Thanos have the same chin? They're aliens. They're because <laughs> comics. <Maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> Skrulls were planted on Titan uh, because they were both designed by Jack Kirby <laughs> and when you're pumping out five pages a day like yeah. holy crap was that what oh, he was doing yeah, there dude. were times he was I mean I think he liked to do two or three a day but <sighs> guy's a monster the Marvel style of writing yeah, was not writing movie. at all he was they were giving him a rough outline like yeah. and by them I mean Stan Stan would give him a rough outline and He'd come back sometimes come at back the end of the of week. He'd come back with an issue. Freaking a. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we basically the we want a god made out of machines, and he brings back this guy's name called Galactus. He has this herald called the Silver Surfer. Yeah. <laughs> Stan didn't invent the Silver Surfer. Stan would go Surfer. back in and and put in the dialogue and the exposition mm-hmm. and stuff like that after the fact. Jeez. Okay. Second thing. <laughs> My only gripe about this because I like this story a lot. I like Lionel. You. This is a good Bendis story. I hate how Bendis writes Thor's dialogue. Yep. Hate it with a passion. Yeah. Um, the have at the, the thou, I've said this before, he's not Shakespearean. He's not Old English. He's a Norse freaking Viking god of thunder. Why is he speaking this right. way? That was the, and that, I hate that, that. That was uh, Straczynski's greatest gift to Marvel was yeah. going. Why? Why did? Why did we always make him talk like that? And he changed it, and and it and worked now they don't. so good. He doesn't write Thor well, honestly. 
Yeah. Even in Siege, it wasn't that good. My favorite know. part of this book is that everybody has their correct costumes on. <laughs> so yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, Thor. But Hawkeye's being Ronan. Yeah. yeah. So this was a day and age where the Marvel Universe wasn't all jacked up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Largely in part <laughs> due to Bendis. Was there a third? Was there a third <laughs> there thing? is a third thing. Um, what was my third thing? Crap. Was it that? Oh, it's just more of a general statement. I was telling you this uh, either yesterday or earlier today. I have a theory about Brian Michael Bendis. I think, I think he <laughs> he's a scroll was abducted after 2010 when he wrote Age <laughs> oh, of Ultron, like right before that, that and was replaced oh. replaced with a scroll. And that Bendis scroll has been writing all the crap since that we've AVX. AVX. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever the last great Bendis story uh, was, yeah. that's when he was abducted and replaced with a scroll. The, well, the last one would have been uh, issue seven of this book. Of this book. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that's why, my, look, okay. Go, let's go ahead and spoil it. Let's just, just say, you know, we already said what comes after this, so people kind of have a general idea. Well, why don't you like the last issue? Okay. Uh, it's probably for this. I, I probably get why. This is a th- this is kind of kind of a major spoiler for this book, but it really it it really doesn't detract from from the quality of the overall read. And is I think if you're ready for the for the ending, you know, then then it'll probably it probably won't hurt as much. But um, and in the end, you have you have a you have a big scroll uh, hero war. You know that's going on, which is beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. these big splash pages with, with the scrolls and and you know Face the break. Avengers and everybody else fighting are beautiful, and um, then, well, and there's one point where where Hawkeye shoot. Okay, so uh, shoots the queen. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Shoots the queen it's right great. through the jaw. It's where did, and where it, did he put the arrow? It dislocates <laughs> in her face. <laughs> it dislocates her jaw. <laughs> well done, Chris. Was that your master plan to set that, that joke was, up for three yeah. different occasions? <laughs> perfect timing. I'm almost Calm ready to walk away. But then, but that's not the kill shot. The and the kill shot that that kind of brings this story to a conclusion is delivered by Norman Osborn and he kills the queen and and then basically Bendis goes and because there was no you know leadership left okay all the scrolls laid down their weapons and you know when they gave up okay yeah. you've got this epic battle going on queen gets shot and they go ah uh-huh. What do we do now? Oh, no, man. Um, really? Really? I mean, that was just that. To me, that was just, it was, it was Bendis being seven issues in and going, God, I got to wrap <clears> this up. And, and the eighth issue for me is told, you know, again, big problem with Bendis is it's told in, in hindsight. Yeah. Mostly. And I had that a feeling that was going to be. future, you know. It's an it's, interview. It's the same, They're right. It's the same thing that he happened. did in. Um, yeah. Uh, Civil War Two with the the trial of Hawkeye. He must hate Hawkeye. I mean, yeah. Really, you know, but how many times did he, how many times did he kill him from House of M? From before House of M, in Avengers Disassembled, he killed him, and then in House of M, he killed him. He brought him back just to kill him. Just again. to kill him again. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. I'm you might be cool. honest. Though. Yeah, I we just I like Clint. When he's forced to write Hawkeye, he doesn't want to. I like Clint. I don't want to write this guy. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him again. Oh, man. But it's, you know, and it, you know, it's all, it's almost, for me, it's like, antiseptic you know in its storytelling it's very you know it, it has no emotional connection my issue with it was that last issue also um how all of a sudden you're because the way issue seven ends it's still in the middle of a battle and mm. i was expecting a bigger climax of like okay we're gonna bring all of this down right. like right now and all of a sudden, it's, the narrative switches to an interview with with you find out it's osborne like talking yeah. about how it all went down right and so that was my my problem with it i was like i bet this is what roger didn't like about the book yep so it's yeah i mean to me it's 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 the you know the laziest form of storytelling and you know he's got all this ground that he wants to cover and he's got eight issues and so he he there's the eighth the eighth issue is super heavy on exposition and dialogue and from a retrospective point of view that is is not that great but the final page in in the entire book is is really cool yeah and it definitely you know and it's it's kind of a you know um an evil illuminati you know <laughs> kind of gathering um and it's you know the the last page i think is is really worth it and what came after this um, with Dark Avengers, you know what's what Secret Secret Invasion did was set up, you know, some really great storytelling in the in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, and I, it, as much as I did not like the eighth issue of this this story, the other seven mm -hmm. more than made up for it. I mean, we're I mean, it's just it's a great great story with phenomenal art. What's Every your, everybody should read it, and and despite the eighth issue, I would I would give it four and a half stars. Four and a half. I'm right there. I'm gonna give it a four and a half to you. I, <clears throat> it's fun. It's it, it. He wrote it like a B movie. Like he <laughs> knew going in, this is gonna be my invasion of the body snatchers. That's a good point. And yeah. he and he didn't let it down. He didn't and he didn't make an excuse for it. It's it's not the smartest story you're ever gonna read, and it never tried to be. Yeah, Johnny? it's it's what you want out of a like a good summer movie. Yeah, apparently Bendis also killed Hawkeye in Ultimate End. Hmm. That's a different universe. <laughs> no, but the six one six Hawkeye. He's gonna kill him in every universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, I he went, if he went to write for DZ, he would create <laughs> Hawkeye yeah, was, was like so Zoom? that he could kill him. Like, Bendis is now Zoom. No, he'd kill. Uh, he'd kill Ollie. He'd just find right. whatever guy uses arrows. And he'd he'd bring these arrows. Connor back. <laughs> Just yes. to kill him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I give this a four. Um, there, uh, the, his dialogue is really good, but I felt like there was too much of it at times. And well, it's it, Bendis. Yeah, that, that's the reason. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Uh, I, Lionel, you. Yeah. Boom. Like I, he could, Bendis could like absolutely write crap, and you put you on it, I'll still read it. Yeah. I think you could take out every bit of dialogue. And every bit of exposition in this book, and it and it so. would, yeah. Sorry, Bentis, but it's true. Yeah. But it would, and it it would it would pretty much tell us. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I just from a plot standpoint, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically, most comics should though. Yeah, yeah. true. Absolutely. 
the dialogue okay. should be just the details, right? And that's not to take away from what a writer does because the writer is still like giving him a plot to write. Yeah, they're scripting. Yeah, it's interesting because, and I never thought about this, but you you could do that with that Aliens uh, mm-hmm. book too. Mm-hmm. Same thing, Aliens Ooh. Defiance number seven. I I could take out yeah. all the dialogue and an exposition and in that. Figure out what's going on. But you've got you yeah. you would know. I mean the 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 the, the storytelling through the art. But is, Ryan is Brian Wood didn't overwrite that. Yeah, I mean the no. the dialogue is is sparse in that series. Yeah. No, I, I I mean I agree. I don't think Avengers. I if you took out the dialogue, I would I I, I wouldn't understand it any more than with the dialogue. So, mm. all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let me shoot down this list of previews uh, for this this upcoming Wednesday. Pretty big week next week. Yeah, it's a, much larger than the last couple that we've had. So, uh, from Marvel Comics, we have all new X Men number sixteen, Amazing Spider Man Renew Your Vows number two. Daredevil 14, Dark Tower, Drawing of Three Sailor, number three of five? Drawing of the Three. Oh, Drawing of the Three. Sailor. Sailor. Got it. Okay. Uh, Deadpool, Back in Black, number five of five. Doctor Strange, Punisher, Magic Bullets, number one of four. Does anybody care about that one? That's a crossover. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing... Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird, but I, I could, be, could be awesome. I know. I know. Who's writing well, they, that? They teamed up in Original in Sin. Se- no, in Secret Wars. I don't know. Um, the no, original uh, Sin. Doctor Strange was in the Punisher's body, oh. I believe. Right? But in Original Sin, they teamed up when they're in the... Yeah. Oh, because yeah, you're Punisher, right. Punisher, they went into yeah. the... Into the the yeah. other verse. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right. Right, yeah. Matt. You're, they also teamed up in Original Sin. Yeah. Okay. To find the All killer. right, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number fifteen, Gwenpool Holiday, sp- oh god, Gwenpool Holiday Special, Ooh. Merry Mix Up, fun, fun, uh, Hawkeye number one, IVX uh, in Humans versus X Men number one of six, uh, Jessica Jones number three, Old Man Logan number fifteen, Power Man and Iron Fist number eleven, yeah, Silk uh, number fifteen, and that's a clone conspiracy time, yeah, that's Silk and Prowler, okay, are, yeah, uh, Spider Man number ten. Star Wars Poe Dameron, number nine. Uh, totally Awesome Hulk, number 13. And Uncanny Avengers, number 17. And that's going to do it from Marvel. And what are we reviewing for that? From that list, we're reviewing Hawkeye, number one, next okay. week. With Kate Bishop as Hawkeye, right? Is the Kate Bishop yeah. book, yeah. Oh, okay. So, do we know who's writing and who's doing art? Is it still Jeff Lemire? No. Do we ever? No. Lemire's off of it now. Yeah. Oh, good. I don't know. Wow. I don't like his <laughs> Hawkeye run. I didn't read enough yeah, of it. It's, it's going to bug me because yeah. I just read the preview. <laughs> I think Marvel went to Lemire and said, can you write Hawkeye the way Matt but Fraction basically wrote it's, Hawkeye? It's exactly. Kate Bishop in Venice, California. Yeah, L.A. County, whatever, doing all that again. Okay, I guess. So still, Marvel's still yeah. pushing Matt Fraction's ideas on everybody else to like, get it uh, going. Come on. All right. Um, from DC Comics, we have Action Comics number 969. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number five. Batman, TMNT, Adventures, number two of six. Pick that up. Uh, I DC, love that book, too. <laughs> it was a good one. DC Comics, Bombshells, number 20. DC Rebirth Holiday Special, number one. <laughs> what? I'm, yeah, of okay. course you're picking yeah. it up. I'm, I probably will. Deathstroke, number eight. Detective Comics, number 946. Earth 2 Society, number 19. Flash, number 12. Gotham Academy, Gotham Academy second semester, number four. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 10. Injustice, Ground Zero, number one. Hmm. Lost Boys, number three of six. New Superman, number six. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number five. 
Scooby Apocalypse number eight, Suicide Squad number eight, which is the beginning or the prelude to Justice League versus Suicide Squad. So that's one worth checking out. Supergirl number four, Superwoman number five, and Wonder Woman number 12 is what we're going to be reviewing so I can finally vent how lackluster that series has been. I got the. Yeah. I'm going to counter you. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I bet you know. will. I don't we'll know. see. And we'll, and we'll kind of review, uh, I think, Wonder Woman number 12 and itself, and then also talk about the. I've been waiting for this one to kind of talk about the completion of the storylines yep. for the, the past storyline and Year the present storyline. So we'll see. Year one and the lies were the yeah. two story arcs that interweaved. Hold on. Hawkeye Reiner was yep. Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero. Oh. Writer cool. and artist. Don't know who they are. <laughs> okay. Not familiar. At least I, I might, but well, not, well, not names that no. jump out at me. You don't scratch your head all day. Yeah. Uh, from Indie Comics, we have uh, Britannia number four of four. That's a Valiant title, right? It is. Yeah. It's really good from what I hear. I like it. Cool. Clean Room number 14, Descender number 17, Green Valley number three of nine. It's a cool book. Is it? It is. Is that the horror book? Or is no. It, it's a different Green Valley? A what? Yeah. I heard book? That. Horror. Oh, okay. Calm down, Johnny. Um... Where was uh Moonshine. Moonshine number three. Moonshine. Sorry. Have you guys read Moonshine? We have. Oh, man. Don't talk to him about it's, it, though. The art is amazing. Let me ask you a question, though, Chris. Hey, what, why, why, why is the moonshine orange? The drink. That's my only uh, <laughs> yeah, the actual When we reviewed it, that was his only issue. He's like, my, orange I'm like, juice. Dude, the art in that book is killer. The storytelling the is killer. But I'm, I'm like, why, why? Were they milking the werewolf? I don't, <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm going I'm to show you this moonshine my brother makes. <laughs> it's orange. Is it? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, no. what? I, it just came up. up in my. Uh, this <laughs> Proved wrong, Roger. There it is, Roger. <laughs> this, this dude has an answer for everything. Yeah. Oh, where is it? It's like in one of those this day in history thing. Keep talking. Okay. Find okay. This. So yeah, let, me know, when, let me know when you got it. Yeah. Uh, Motor Girl number two is coming out, which I feel like number one just came out. This is it bi-weekly? No, no. Mo- no that no, was no, Motor no, Crush. No, no. Oh, Motor Crush. Crush. Came out this week. Thank Motor you. Because even I was like, isn't that what I just Yeah, that's, what, that's by uh, uh, My Little Pony, Terry Friends Moore. Forever, Johnny. I'll read that one. I don't care. I'm going to say it every week. It's never too late to start. <laughs> uh, Power Rangers Pink, number five. Reborn, number three. Uh, Spawn, number 268. And apparently we're reviewing Spawn next oh. week. Yeah, we're going to do it. All right. McFarland better not disappoint me. <laughs> I bet he will. He's <laughs> <laughs> already laughing. Uh, <laughs> uh, SpongeBob Comics, number 63. Star Trek Boldly Go, number three. TMNT Ongoing, number 65. Which, Chris, you want to plug uh, TMNT real quick? If you were ever going to pick up one issue at TNT, <laughs> I would really like you to pick up March's issue. Number 69, right? Yes. And why 69. Why should they pick that one up? I, Mikey and April. No. <laughs> they are both in it. Uh, I drew the cover to that issue. Woo! March's issue. Congrats. Congrats. Um. Then after the TMNT ongoing, which is number 65 that's coming out next week, Zombie Tramp ongoing number 30 is coming out, and that's going to do it for all the indie comics. For graphic novels, we've got the Batman hardcumber. Hardcumber? Hardcover? <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, volume 10, the epilogue. I'm assuming that's the new 52. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's probably some odds and ends then. It's probably like the, the last couple annuals, maybe a yeah. couple Batman Eternal issues or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, then we got Batman Trade Paperback Volume Nine, Bloom, Descender Trade Paperback Volume Three, Singularities, Disney Star Darlings 
Sinistory Volume 1 hmm. is coming out. Yeah, Invader cool. Zim Trade Paperback Volume 3, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Martian Manhunter Trade Paperback Volume 2, The Red Rising. Uh, and Punisher Max Trade Paperback Complete Collection Volume 4. Now, that really bothers and me. That, Why would you call the complete collection if they're like volume in four. volumes you gotta take that up with the Martin. whole collection yeah. can't fit in one so yeah. they have to do four it's that many <laughs> no anyway as always this is not the complete list of comics if people want that they need to go to go to horizoncomics.com click on the new releases button and uh, it's updated every monday for books coming out wednesday Wow. He brought up and he found. Is that a finger in the bottom of the mason jar? No. I don't. <laughs> I put a I put a cinnamon stick in it so I didn't have to mix the moonshine with anything. Wow. Oh. Smart. It, uh, is that orange slices on top? Okay. I put an orange slice on it, yeah. Right. And it is orange. Did. It's orange, Roger. It's orange. It's delicious. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. is I boiled it with apples. Okay. We, we could talk about the side effects of yeah. another show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I know. And you didn't bring any wine? <laughs> that was, I mean, it was a few years ago. Uh, uh-huh. Next week, the graphic novel we are going to be reviewing is Star dun, Wars dun, dun. Vader Dan. Vader. <laughs> for uh, Rogue One. Because Rogue Out yeah. comes out next weekend. Yes. Which so, I'm stoked for. It looks that is so a, good. It's, uh-huh. a gr- it's a great comic, <laughs> and I'm hoping Rogue One is going to be a great movie. I think it yeah. will be. So, Both. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, Star Wars is a movie that came out. <laughs> I, I've, seen the Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars. The Star Wars? You seen that one? The Star Wars? I've seen the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so that's going to do it for the previews. Let's go ahead and hop over to some news. We've got a couple of uh, interesting tidbits this week. Uh, apparently, the Spider Man Homecoming teaser trailer. Yeah, it was cool. It, is it already out? Yeah, it came no, out. it's out. That's the, right. The teaser came out for the trailer. I hate that. I hate that so much I don't now. like that we live in a world where <laughs> teaser trailer and trailer teaser are two completely different things. One I care very much Brad about Walker. and the other one I care nothing about. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair to me. It was cool. It was just basically Tom I Holland. I read that rant. With like a cam on his head and uh, Happy is like, what are you doing? Get dressed. He's like, hey, get dressed. like, there's a suit, and apparently Tony gave him the suit with his case in it. Case yeah. with a suit in it. I'm really excited. And web wings. Yeah. That so. that trailer's coming out. Uh, uh, Jim Jimmy Kimmel Live, right? Yeah, this week. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, so that is this week. Yeah. yeah. Or if you don't want to stay up and watch basic television, <laughs> you could just watch, see it on YouTube. the internet everywhere. <laughs> on this thing called the World Wide Web. YouTube.com. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, apparently, Scott Buck who was the showrunner for the first season of Iron Fist on Netflix that's debuting Apparently. early March. next year, March. March. March, is going to be the showrunner on the Marvel Inhumans television show, which is, I, I'm assuming, coming to ABC. Tell me, how cool, tell me how cool Black Bolt is. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> nice. He's too cool. He can't even tell me how cool he is. <laughs> can you fly? Well, he can. He would kill you, though. You know, If he told you he has to kill you. Half the people that talk to me, I feel like, are killing me. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> That's not an achievement. Oh, yeah, he this can is fly. great. He can't fly. This is great. <laughs> all right, all right. Luke Cage season two uh, got greenlit. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, we'll see. Mm. It, it could, Roger, how do you feel mm. about that? I, I still like haven't watched it. That series literally ends with like dot dot dot. Like what? I haven't finished it. <laughs> so I haven't I think started that, it. That, that, 
I, I need to. I'm waiting because I keep hearing such. I have some friends that love it, and then I hear you like, meh. I'm, I was gonna. I was I'm gonna. I'm, I'm stuck at episode six. Still? That's okay because it's, yeah, I, wow. I, and it's I don't. I don't so care to waste the seven first more hours of my life because I've got Westworld now. Oh, yeah. that's true. The I gotta first, watch that. The first probably four or five I loved. What a great movie! And then it tapered off for me. It's very mediocre. It's. Uh, Five. I had the complete opposite reaction. Teresa and I watched episode one the the morning it dropped. We were so excited, and I was like, uh, "Turn the TV off! What the hell was that?" I mean, I I was just I thought I was dumbfounded. Came back, watched episode two and three later that night, and I was I was horrified. Hmm. Four and five I thought were good. The flashback prison scene stuff, yeah. and then six I was like, "You lost me again." And and I haven't I haven't picked it back up. I need to go through this and, and just see where I stand on this. It's it's such a hotly divided topic of Netflix shows. I'll tell you right now, when you watch the last episode, the armor or suit that the person he fights wears, it makes everything on CW <laughs> sci fi and the weakest agents of Shield look like the most high budget television oh I've ever seen in my God. life. Yeah, that that suit was not well done. Mm. Awesome! I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for that. The mm. helmet looked like the helmet they make babies wear when they gotta <laughs> reshape their heads. <laughs> <laughs> like a bicycle helmet that they took the the shell part off. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's, what else that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, Great I, commentary. I, I think I'm gonna have to go back and watch episode twelve at just, least. Now. Just do it. Yeah. I'll just I'll just uh yeah, Marvel versus Capcom four. Johnny. Yeah, it's actually Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Uh no X Men in it. That kinda sucks. Yeah. I mean you can't have Marvel versus Capcom without Wolverine, but Well you, apparently you can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know, we man. get Mega Man. Yeah, X, X. Not, X is X. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's that X. is considered. I know. Is that but, considered an but he X looks, man? He's, he's not all upgraded. Series. He's not <laughs> all upgraded series. to the X form yet. If it were up to Marvel, they wouldn't even yeah. use Mega Man. They'd yeah. be like, "No, this is Mighty Number no. Nine. He's going to be the new Mega Man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, which was still a fun game. I enjoyed. Mighty what? No, man. Yeah, that was a bad game. Yeah. Anyways, what's next? <laughs> uh, Legion has a release yep. date, February eighth. Which so, I'm everybody's least favorite X-Men. <laughs> I can't wait to see an hour of him every week. <laughs> It'll be on FX, so it might be a little more edgy, but we'll see. I yeah. it looks really cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it but does. I don't. You but know. once again, you're yeah. I uh, who cares about Legion though? Like really? Not exactly. It, if it's a show that makes me care about Legion, yeah, kudos. Sure. You mean one more X-Men who could go back in time and kill his own father? <laughs> How many X-Men can't go back in time? <laughs> Oh, the original five X-Men? Okay. <laughs> Cyclops was right. You're but just on the money tonight, Cyclops man. was right. <laughs> all right. That's it for all the notable news. I'm sure something big will drop tomorrow after the, the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Uh, so we got some questions this week. Yes. Yeah, first up, uh, let's go to the weekly Carlos. Um, Carlos, keeping it alive, man. Clutch Carlos. You should Good have job. some like, music for him. Weekly All right, guys. Carlos. Carlos wants to ask you, what comic series would you most like to see made into a movie or TV series? Johnny, go. Nailbiter. Oh, God. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> wow. That was just right there. Ooh, I gotta go. Ooh, chew, but they already are making that one. Animated. Yeah, great. I would I gotta I my initial response is an animated invincible keeping Ryan Otley's style. 
for it yeah, and putting it on something like Adult Swim or AMC or something so they can, can keep the the that would be the, awesome. the violence the same. I changed my um, answer. What? What, Johnny? Lock and key. They're going to. Yeah, they're It's getting they? they're doing a second pilot to try to reignite that because so that that first pilot failed miserably. Well, let him feel like it. he had some sense. Right, so we got locking key. We have invincible. Right. <laughs> you, you had more details on invincible. On invincible, I would I I would want I would definitely want them to keep Otley's style for the animation. Yeah. And I I would want a killer voice cast the way that uh, Chew's got a killer voice cast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd want something like that. I think it'd be great. Perfect. Um, and it could be all bloody. And yeah, adult. exactly. That's what oh, I mean. Uh, is yeah. keep you've got to keep the tone and the violence yeah. the same. Yeah. It has to be over the top. Oh my Wouldn't face smashing. Yeah. yeah, a show head bashing. Yeah, mm. yeah, animated show on on what? Either Adult Swim or AMC. I think mm. it would fit really well with like the Bleach and the Naruto's and on Adult Swim. Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be perfect. So, hmm. I I think that would be cool. Go ahead and go around. I think I've got a couple yeah. more. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, I would love for HBO to do 100 Bullets. Ooh. I would love. That's Azarello, right? Yeah, I would love HBO to do The Sandman. Yes. 10 episodes a year for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, I would really, really like it if FX or AMC decided to do uh, Ex Machina, Mm. the old Wildstorm book. If anybody wanted to do uh, a Wildcats book or a Wildcats (laughs) Movie and or TV show. Well, it had the oh. cartoon way back in the day. And you know I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love quality <laughs> animation with no oversight whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do. Oh, you know what would be the best? Did you ever read Planetary? No. Oh, me neither. I like how you look straight at me when you say that. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> oh, you know what would be great? Lady Mechanica. Wait. Oh, that would be a great one. Like a one. BBC Lady Mechanica. So that keep would be... The, Steampunk, yeah, yeah. ooh man, I'd be yeah. all up on that. That would be great. I was gonna okay. go with HBO too, and I would have them do East of West. Mm. Oh. I knew, I knew you were gonna I, say it. Not Black Monday yeah. Murders. Not no. yet. East of West. <laughs> yeah. would be no, good. Not yet. East, East of West. I mean, because that's he's he's got that so well planned out, and yeah. it's I mean it's 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 epic. Yeah, I would say since technically we kind of already got this, but like a Netflix version of Paper Girls mm. in the vein of Stranger Things. Would be really good. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I want to pitch? Now that we're talking about that, <laughs> I would love to bring back Pit. The I love the early image books. I would love to bring back Pit, but pitch it as an early '90s version of Stranger Things. Because mm. there so was already that kid a in it. later. Uh, <laughs> not even not in the same universe, uh, but just that same kind of vibe. Yeah. Of playing off the nostalgia of the times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd, That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because Stranger Things was so well done, so I would even yeah. love to see some network do Peter Pan's or Faust. that's another World War II epic. But Peter BBC Pan would be great with that. BBC too. would be another yeah. great one. Ooh. Mostly indie books. Well, because well, yeah. indie book, if you're look, well, you've already got a yeah. plethora of superheroes. It'd stuff. be great if I was like, I would like to see what three or four more <laughs> actors could do with Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the indie stuff, we, I mean, we've talked about it. You know, like you're gonna get a lot of really cool inspired stories. Yeah. And there's multiple networks that suit the tone of those kind of stories too. So, I mean, BBC just um, is getting ready to finish up uh, a mini series they did on Dirk Gently. Mm-hmm. which is a Douglas Adams uh, novel from the 80s, mm-hmm. which is actually really good. It's not like they they 
actually took what was from the first novel. They kind of did their ran with their own story, but it worked. And there's so much there's so much superhero now yeah. in TV and movies that yeah. I'd want to you know. And I mean, that's you my would, only you would have is, to go down to the, the C or D list. To, I love to get it. Somebody that they haven't done. But I I I don't want it to get oversaturated. Right. Yeah. Or so you could be like, I, you know I want what? breaks. From Give it. me another bad Green Lantern movie. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna get an answer to that one real quick. <laughs> we'll see. I got a question for you guys. Yep. I don't want to throw you off. If everybody here loves comics, whether you know we're saying good things or bad things about, them, we all love comics. That's mm-hmm. why we're here. Mm-hmm. What B or C level character would you love to see get their own book? We live in a world where <laughs> Fool Killer and Slapstick have their own series right now. What B or C <laughs> character would you like? I'm not saying that Marvel needs to put out like a Further Adventures of Wong comic. Like, yeah. what's he do when he's not making dinner and Doctor <laughs> Strange isn't around for? This a back seems like rub? it's Johnny's like idea series. Like, no. Like, what characters? Would you like? I mean, Jean Grey's getting a book, and maybe it'll be good. I don't like to crap on a book before it comes out, but there's a lot of books that are coming out. What would you like to see? Huh. Hmm. Well, DC's kind of done some cool stuff with, like, doing the miniseries, like with Death of Hawkman. We got Adam Strange and Hawkman in the same book. Hmm. Then they've got that Dead Man series. Yeah. You know, so instead of doing like an ongoing, they're doing like some cool miniseries and stuff. Then, yeah, this kind of kind of go into Christian DePaz's question about about Marvel, but I'm I'm kind of with that. I don't. Did you say ongoing? Yeah, or just this is miniseries fantasy. or just a yeah? What would you like to see? In in ongoing? Sure. No. Okay. No. What would you like to see in a miniseries? Um. I also would love to see. <laughs> A Darkhawk book. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I love NFL Super Pro 2, man. No. Uh, I would probably go with uh, with Ilyana Rasputin. Ooh. Oh, that could be and cool, yeah. Magic? Magic, yeah. yeah. She's one of my favorites. She's X-Men. got... She's, Is yeah, she I mean, B-level, there, though? There's, there's, mm, she's on the top team. I mean, she's a great character that's just not she never used gets her own book. to that, but I mean, we... <laughs> What defines a B or C level character? Just not used a lot or just not as popular? Not on the main team of heroes? Yeah. I mean, like, people seem to like Gambit, but he's a B level character. Yeah, he's a B character. If you were going to have an all star team of X Men, he, he may not make that list. I think it'd be cool to see the Runaways again. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, you could give the snarky answer and, like, you know what sounds really cool? I would like to read an Iron Man book where the twist is. It's actually Iron Tony Man. Stark is Iron Man. <laughs> what, how many issues did we get of the new one? Like twelve issues. That was it. Yes, I mean something like that. Like, come on, um, come on. And it was so good with what David Marquis on art for the first six, like or first five. Like, come on. I don't know, man. Uh, like Jonathan recommended a Rainbow Dash, but I think she just needs to go down. She's too popular. <laughs> I, would, I would. Wow. <laughs> I would probably like. I was just saying. Uh, do a, a Kilowog miniseries of just like him training new Green Lantern recruits just so he can, you know, run around. I should have stolen getting that in from people's you. faces, calling them poosers left and right. I think it'd be fun. You know what I'd like to see that I actually feel could have a hold? An Agent Carter book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the popularity of that TV show and the fact that everybody felt like they got shafted by them not getting another season. I hate season. That, yeah. they, that they dropped yeah. that. That was such a great series. Yeah, yeah Agent Loved Carter it. would be great. 
I would say uh, a five issue apocalypse miniseries. That'd be cool. What era? 90s. Like maybe him discovering who he is as like a kid or like. I don't know if I want to kill these guys, but on the other hand. (laughs) At what point did he become like the evil person? You know, like I think that might be interesting. Kind of like how they did the Thanos one. Mm hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Second question coming at you guys uh, from Christian Deposit. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to spend some time on this one. This this one could be a little bit longer, but okay. Um, we'll go through it quick. Christian wants you to put yourself at the head of Marvel, uh, Marvel Comics. That is, how do you fix it? <laughs> Can I start? <laughs> and and don't say write better stories. That's the obvious answer. I would say go back to when they started all Marvel Now, but after post AVX, because that's when a lot of the characters had um, relaunched ideas with like who they still are technically. Because pretty much right after that is when they started skewing off the road. So that would that would be a good start. Some of those books mm-hmm. um, for the original Marvel Now was they were good, like yeah. the Uncanny Avengers and the um, Hickman Avengers. Like yeah, that was that was some good stuff. I uh, loved Avengers. I loved Uncanny yeah. X Men and Superior Spider Man. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was a good starting spot, but they just went off the road. You know, a lot of people don't like Slot, but Slot has kept Spider Man yeah. going. He's been a great yeah. steward of yeah. the Spider Man franchise since since he came on. I mean, even when he was, you know, in the just in the the rotation with the other guys, yeah. you know, he was doing a good job. But since he since he took the day. reins himself, right. brand new day, um, he he's been a great steward of that of that franchise. Yeah, um, um, I would actually let my writers write the stories and not the editors because, man, those. But that's technically writing better stories. Yeah, you can't no, that it's not. It's not though because it's giving the writers more freedom freedom to do what they want. The, Tell the stories that they want. I mean, look at how many self-contained stories there are at Marvel right now. But he said, Two? just not to write better stories. That's that's essentially the answer you're giving. All then Johnny's answer doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I'm getting at. <laughs> just, I, I gotta mess with you, man. Like, <laughs> did you not see this coming? Just, you, you have to let them Go ahead. write their answer. own stories, not just better well, stories. I, I mean, look at Vision. Look at a Power Man and Iron Fist. They're yeah. self-contained stories, and that's why they work well. I think, but see... I think DC with Rebirth showed how to write the ship. They had their chief creative officer meet with all the creative teams and find out. I mean, granted, it's not like it's perfect. There are some still some stinkers and stuff in, in their lineup too, but not as many, I, at least I feel. Mm. He met with all the creative teams and was like, what are you impassioned about? What stories do you feel like I want to tell? Like, what's the core of this character? And you have to make sure that everybody understands what their what their purpose is working on a book. We've made some mistakes, boys. Yes. <laughs> We're going to blame it all on Alan Moore characters <laughs> and not us. No, I think... Uh, well, no, I love that they ended up coming out and saying, you know what, the New 52 was an abomination. It shouldn't have been, you know. I think it would have been cool if it was a year long instead of five years. True. The New 52? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not really new after. after it's it's really not really new after 12. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I were at Marvel, and I'm editor in chief, the first, like, the first day in office, I don't throw anything out. I just say, we're not doing giant crossovers for a few years. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Everybody, you're gonna have your X-Men camps, your Spider-Man camp, and your Avengers, and your Avengers, and and 
your cosmic stuff. There's way too many good cosmic characters that they just don't use, yeah. or they leave them on Earth, which is pointless. Yeah. But you guys clean your houses. Figure out how to bring the most... You don't have to draw anything back. Mm -hmm. But too many characters, like on the X-Men, too many characters are dead. Uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I understand that the movie was a was a seismic change in what that property was going to be forever, mm -hmm. and that's okay. I'm even okay with Ben Grimm being on there. Yeah. But if you're Marvel Comics, you... I mean, maybe maybe Wade wouldn't want to do it because he already did it. But a kick-ass Fantastic Four is needed. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm waiting. Where are they? That hurt. Right. That oh. hurts me so uh, much. Yeah. And I feel a like Fantastic I feel like board. a lot of the stories that they're doing in Ultimates. I'm like, oh, you're billing this as an Avengers team, but it's really Fantastic Four yeah. stories. It's yeah. what Reed Richards would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, stop making your heroes villains and stop making them fighting each other. Yeah. Um, I think Moon Girl's just fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with Moon Girl. If but if you're gonna have books like that, you can't sell that book for four ninety nine. Especially when DC's selling every book for two ninety nine. They do have codes though. It's only plus. No, that's all well and good. But if you want a younger audience, yeah. you have to you have to find a way to market that book. Maybe you need to make toys. Maybe they need yeah. maybe a Moon Girl book should only be sold at Targets. Yeah. Or Walmarts at for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that financially makes sense. So it's easy to go, well, you should sell this for 75 cents. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to sit there and think about who the hell are you selling this book to? I don't think anybody sat there and picked up that Avengers book and said, let's say a guy's been reading Avengers since 1968. Is he going to care about this book? Nope. Why do there have to be so many Avengers teams? Because mm -hmm. yeah. there's what, five now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Especially if you don't have a cool name for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody should have an uncanny title before it, mm -hmm. except for X-Men. And humans. Nobody needs that many humans books. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I like those books. They're actually pretty good. They're okay. They're telling a lot of X-Men stories that yeah, I've read a million times. <laughs> but, and I don't think I don't think that's that's Charles Soleil's fault. It's not his fault. No. Um, there's there's stuff that could be happening. But it's not. And then, you know, I don't know all the politics in it. But, like, if you look at Bendis' X-Men and all the people that left the X-Men offices as soon as they got a new editor, there's something going on there. Yeah. When Martz left to go make Aftershock comics, which are really good, by the way. A lot of the Aftershock books are really good. Th a lot of people left. Yeah. There has to be a reason uh, Chris Anka left and went and did uh, oh man uh, oh what the hell's he been on I'm drawing a blank now he was on X-Men for how long and then he did like half the run yeah of Uncanny yeah. Uh, Chris Pacello goes yeah. and leaves X-Men to go do Doctor Strange which I think he's great at yeah uh, but yeah make the X-Men the X-Men make the Avengers the Avengers and don't be afraid of that yeah. yeah, a and lot I, of people I have read that. Embrace. And every time you feel like you need to relaunch or put a number one on the book, keep Just the legacy number on there. Yeah. yeah, You can have a number one, but so long as there's a number next to it, this is how many issues have been in there. It's easier for us to sell comics when we have those. Because somebody comes in, think they've got a million dollars. Oh, well, I've got an Avengers number one. I'm like, 
That's Avengers number one from 2014. Well, this one says it's worth $45 at least. Well, that's Avengers number one from 2013. <laughs> it's murder. It's yep. super, super hard. And with all those number ones, they're not getting that excitement that they used to get. That period is done. Done and over. And they're the only ones that don't know it. Yeah, nobody look. Nobody comes in looking for you know Avengers number seven from you know twenty twelve and yeah. not, you know, see a you know Marvel now, not the all new Marvel now. Well, the all the new are different right? Marvel now. Yeah. Um, I I agree wholeheartedly with with putting putting a stop to the events for a while. Yeah. Marvel's gotten kind events of out of control with that. Need to stop the um to me right now. Marvel's become the the Barnum and Bailey of, of comic <laughs> publishing. And it's all, you know, uh, it's, it's all hype. It's, it's just a dog and pony show. You know, you have, uh, Marvel, uh, marketing department saying, you know, come look, come look at the dog with two heads and you do. And you're like, I really didn't want to see that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think that they should do events anymore. I think that they should stop, rebooting constantly i i'm i'm in a little bit of disagreement with you about you know keeping it as is right now i don't um their their lineup of books is to me lacking um i think that i think that they need to bring all of the characters back i think that they need to you know just have thor again um professor x Professor X, um, all all the guys yeah. that are girls, they're making, or the, you they're know, making the girls that are guys or X Men books that are. There's suit. no, there's no Professor X. There's no Cyclops. There's no Jean Grey and there's no Wolverine. Yeah, who are you marketing to? <laughs> hey, thanks for keeping Jubilee around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Storm is my favorite leader out of all those five people. Yeah. And now she's not going to be the leader. In the spring, she's going to be on a team, but she's not going to be the leader of the team. But I would, I think, and and this is, I think, closer to what what DC is is doing now. And I and I've thought this for a while. I think, and I hope. Now we'll see. In a few years, DC may may you know roll I'm over sure. a rebirth and relaunch with with a whole new thing. We'll see. I, I I hope to God they don't. But I think that a comics publisher should have fifteen to twenty core titles that cover all their major properties. You know. Uh, for Marvel, you know, have a Spider-Man book, have an X-Men book, have um, Avengers, uh, yeah. Avengers, you know, uh, all, all your an Iron Man book. Have yeah. cover your big properties, but then if you want to cover the rest of 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 your universe, do miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a real and, question. And if they somebody, somebody they should, and there should also be more competition in the marketplace. People should be able. I, I don't yeah I don't necessarily agree with having stables of writers who are given jobs to write series. I think that it, you should have more competition in the marketplace so that so that unknown writers or you know fledgling writers, fledgling artists can can get together and come up and say I've got this really great story for for Captain Marvel, okay? And and we want to tell it or or Nova or or Iron Man or anybody Which, or or Gambit and go and go and pi- have have uh, an avenue to facilitate people pitching stories that that would actually be inspired that new talent you know? 
thing that DC was doing similar because that's what a lot of I think the submitted work was was like if you could tell like a story I think in 13 pages or 12 pages or whatever like what would it be and yeah. artists writers kind of teamed up and did that if, if I'm not mistaken on that yeah but they I don't want to have a budget for that a lot of the maybe I'm talking out of school a lot of the guys that were doing the DC talent thing yeah they would have to put together a full issue with no guarantee of compensation. Right. That's yeah, doing it just for, yeah, that's a lot of, uh. But I, you know, I think, and right right now, look, Marvel, Marvel is actually just producing a shit ton of miniseries and maxi series. They, they, you know, they, they disguise them and, and, you know, uh, as ongoing. Yeah. And, but the you know you know that it's it's just going to be canceled and and relaunched even series that don't need to they know how to do it right look at the Star Wars books yeah but yeah. knock on wood hopefully they don't relaunch and number one those well and that's the thing you know because look Dark Horse had Star Wars for a long time and you've got some very talented capable people artists and and writers over at Marvel and Star Wars comes back to Marvel and you can tell that these guys were thrilled. They were excited. They wanted to tell these stories, and they put their heart and soul into properties that they love. And I don't know that that's really happening on on the, the majority of the superhero books because, you know, except for and we've said this before too, some of the some of the new writers they're not certain necessarily new writers. They've been around for a while, but guys like Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent. Um, who come into Marvel who haven't written for Marvel. They've done their own stuff. Maybe they've done a DC story. But they get to come and play in Marvel Sandbox, which is what they always wanted to do since they were a kid, probably. Mm-hmm. And those stories are are the best, whether, you know, Charles Soule, yeah. uh, uh, another you know great example. Remender's Uncanny X-Force was that way. That mm-hmm. was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love that. love that series. Great run. And so... I think to your point, one of the only characters that's actually had like a consistent run as a character is Spider-Man throughout the past five years. You know, like everyone else has had a relaunch, a new status quo, a, a, a swapping of some sort. But Spider-Man's and maybe it was there. because it had one writer, one editor yeah. that whole time. Yeah, that even when it wasn't Spider-Man, I felt like it was one story. Or maybe because yeah. it didn't go yeah. on years and years. I do story. believe this current Thor storyline with Jane Foster and the unworthy Thor Odinson. Yeah. I do believe it's one giant epic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, Aaron, yeah. it's taking a long time to play out. Mm-hmm. And because of all these other things that are happening, I feel like if Tony's Iron Man, the X-Men look like the X-Men, uh, Steve Rogers wasn't off killing folks. <laughs> uh, I feel like if all these other characters, and Bruce Banner was the Hulk, I don't think people would have as much a problem with Jane Foster as they do. The story isn't bad. It's actually really good. It's yeah. just yeah. it's just that there's so much else going on that people are are pushing back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How's well, that, Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. What was the other one you got there? Do you uh, do you guys want to? I think that was it. That was it? Oh no, we got one from Blake. Blake Starling. Nope, Text go ahead. One. Uh what would be your uh what would be your Illuminati if you got to pick for the Marvel universe and why? Should I pause this? No, no, it's okay. I mean, because now in Illuminati, it, it it really doesn't matter whether or not they're they're heroes or villains, right? Yeah, I guess. But yeah, a group of people. 
Um, I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's hard to just scrap the old one because they had some great characters in yeah. there. What was the old? I mean, one? Xavier, Reed Richards, uh, Doctor Strange, Tony, T'Challa, yeah, Tony. Tony. Um, that's and Namor. Yeah, Namor. that's right. And, and Black Bolt. Black Bolt. And then once Xavier died, Beast came in. Um, I, I think that would only. That was with like, Hickman's run, right? Yeah. And so that cover, you know, the the thing with that is the the Illuminati is is is, you know, the the high minded folks, the the high thinkers and stuff yeah. like that who kind of work behind the scenes to to influence the the path of humanity. Um, and so you look at yeah you know, other guys that would be like Hank Pym. Mm. Oh, Hank Pym. Know, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think the that group is already. Yeah pretty well established and I feel like it's almost perfect the way it is already I think Doom would be fun Doom. yeah yeah maybe Doom even throw a Moon Knight in there because he's all crazy I would avoid <laughs> I would avoid the crazy but I would think about yeah. the corners make sure make sure I cover the different corners of the universe mm-hmm. so uh, I would probably have uh, Gladiator mm. uh, Doctor Doom the vision. Mm, vision would be cool. Wong. <laughs> because you don't, he doesn't have to be the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But if he always knows what the most powerful guy is up to, that knowledge makes him equally powerful. Yeah. And if, and if he's always keeping an eye out, because if Doctor Strange became possessed. He could nip it in the butt. You would need <laughs> powerful friends to know how to handle that. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and what's his name from uh Thor, the Heimdall. Uh, yep, Heimdall. Yeah, that's the blind one who can see everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. Good too. Yeah. I'd go. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and maybe the Silver Surfer. No, of course. I was gonna say <laughs> maybe he's too nice. <laughs> and Deadpool. He's objective though. Because Deadpool has to be on every team apparently. Yeah, every <laughs> team. Every team. Cool. <laughs> that was just to make Blaine throw up a little. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Blaine. All right, I think that's gonna do it. Everybody good? Because I, I, I don't think I could answer that any better yeah. than you did. That was a good one. So, I didn't put any thought to it. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, reviews, real quick. Uh, I just want to oh, give a ahead. quick shout out too before we wrap up, and, and otherwise I would forget. Uh, Chris, your shop down in. Uh, uh, in yeah, Clarita. I manage uh, Brave New World in Newhall, California. Um, neat little shop. We have a TV show on in the spring. Uh, we are the backdrop to the Drew Barrymore show, Santa Clarita Diet. And uh, That's yeah, there's, really cool. there's that shop. And then um, and then you can catch me in comics. I'll find out this week about a book at a pretty good publisher. And, uh, and you can always I, – I don't always talk as much. I'm usually pretty quiet. So you could uh, – <laughs> you can see the stuff I scribble on uh, Chris Johnson and Fiction – on Instagram, or it's worth it, or Chris yeah. J and Fiction on Twitter, that's and that's all because I don't. Cool. You don't need to see my Facebook. And good, <laughs> good, that's really cool. As most of you know, good comic shops are hard to find, and I think Brave New World is is one of the good ones. We try. So. All right. Do we get cool. any reviews? Just mine. <laughs> oh, Matt, let's review. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. 
that's going to do it. If you guys want to go above and beyond, you can go to subscribe at our Patreon for our exclusive videos. Uh, we're going to be working on one pretty soon here for December. Uh, year in review. Year in review. Yeah. Best of. Like our mini award awards. shows, really. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what, so, what's the one we just did? That's up. Uh, Why Indie Comics Matter is go. up there. And then we released uh, our very first one, it's a relationship between Batman and Superman. That's, um, that's anyway, public now. Yeah. And Patreon.com. Yeah, so, and by the end of the year, the the second one will will, will be up. Will be up uh, will for it? public consumption, I think. Right. We'll Thirty see. days. We'll see. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash <laughs> All Star Comics Podcast yes, is where you yeah. can do that for as little as three dollars. Get the exclusive content. You can already get stuff going at a dollar. So check yeah. that out. Uh, if you want, you can follow me at Saint Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook, just not as active. Johnny? You can follow me everywhere at the johnny 2 x 4 And then, of course, at Horizon Comics. Facebook, Twitter. Everywhere. The internet machine. Yep. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Chris, for coming in and being on our show this week. Uh, we hope that you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank and you, Matt's Chris. the Hydro 5-5. Five five. <laughs>